0: Hello and welcome back to the Deliciously Stellar podcast. So those of you who listened last week will remember that I spoke to Michelle Thomas in a store cupboard about Orangina, Alibi and all sorts of other things. And now, Jodie Marsh. <laughs> and Jodie Marsh. Um, and we had such a good chat that I decided that I was going to get her into the studio. And now here she is in real life. Ta-da. Bonjour. Welcome, welcome Michelle. In. Hello. How are you doing today?
1: I am I am just peachy. I'm really well. I put my eyeliner on on a packed community train. First attempt. Perfect. Boom.
0: I mean, that. you know that that's going to be a good day.
1: Can't get any better. Didn't even have to lick a cotton bud and tidy it up or anything.
0: If you were on Instagram, you would have taken a selfie and said, eyeliner on fleek. Did you uh, do that?
1: I didn't put eyeliner on fleek. I took a selfie of myself when I got off the train when I was in a rom-com monsoon. Like, where's an upside-down Spider-Man? Because this is the moment to do snogs on an upside-down Spider-Man. But he didn't turn up, so I just came here. Spider-Man wasn't there. Spider-Man wasn't into it. He's not hanging out at Camden Market. Oh,
0: that is devastating. So, um, on the topic of selfies and Instagram, Mm -hmm. we wanted to talk to you a little bit today about how you think... Um, all the sort of girls taking pictures of their green juices and their thigh gaps and their holidays and all the mm. wonderful things that they appear to be doing all the time. What effect do you think that's having on the self-esteem of other women?
1: Well, I think it, there's, it's the lack of authenticity that's a massive problem. Mm-hmm. If you're someone who wants to, you know, live on raw food and wants to do smoothies and all that kind of stuff, cracking, you go for it. But I want to see a selfie taken at 5am on a Sunday morning when you're prepping all the veg for the week ahead. Yeah, I want to see you actually in the kitchen doing stuff. I don't want to see you doing yoga on a beach for yeah. five selfies a day because that's not, that's not real life. You know And what? if you're presenting that as... Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. I was just going to <laughs>
0: interrupt. I was just like, when, when people tell me how to get the beach look or, to, or take pictures of themselves doing beach yoga, I'm like, you should bloody see me on the beach. I am red. I am sweaty. There is sand in my gusset. I Ooh, look like I've got seaweed on my gassing. head. A sandy gusset. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: it's it's not somewhere that you want to be at all. I hate the beach. It's the worst place in the world. It's I... made of tiny pieces of glass. <laughs>
0: I feel like all beaches should be tarmacked. <laughs> I'm serious. I hate sand.
1: But tarmac's too hot. AstroTurf.
0: Mm, AstroTurf. Expensive. But tarmac's too hot. But, yeah.
1: Oh, but tarmac, that's, that's a viable option. <laughs> yeah, cover the, cover the outside of the sea with oil. <laughs> what, where was I? So they're presenting that as the only way to be healthy. And people are looking at that and thinking, well, if that's how to be fa- healthy... That is economically and just lifestylically impossible for 95% of women. So we're saying that that 95% of women are unhealthy. And that's nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. Uh, And that's really dangerous because there are so many different ways to be healthy and to be happy. You know, as long as, you know, you walk about a bit and don't live exclusively on cake or avocado you're golden yeah you're properly golden it's all about balance
0: there's also not one sort of exclusive way to be beautiful like you don't have to be a size 8 and you know look look a certain way in a swimming costume
1: absolutely and there i mean there's just so much wrong with with those images anyway just because Um, You know, the are you beach body ready, the protein world thing. So you have to, and and with a lot of advertising, you have to be under 23, I would say. Mm -hmm. You have to be a size six to eight and you have to be white. Mm. And that's that's just not the world that we're living in. We need more diversity. We need um, a lot more diversity in terms of the families that we see and in terms of the people that we see and in terms of what we think is um, achievable and what we think is aspirational.
0: Well, I'd, I'd say certainly in the wellness world, everybody mm. who is a leading figure in it is um, upper middle class,
1: rich, white and thin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's dangerous, I think, in itself. So, yeah, and it's not a sustainable and it's not an achievable model to a lot of women who, for example, have jobs. Mm. And you know, I can only spend a certain amount on on food and can only spend a certain amount of time prepping the food for the week ahead, yeah, I'll tell you something else that really bothers me as well that I'm seeing a lot of on 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 different things. It's like th- the food itself is now looking unrealistic. It's not enough to have like a perfectly aspirational body. Like avocado flowers, have you seen this? Yeah, it's like styling. It's like 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 I was told not to play with my food. It's like you're almost delaying the pleasure of eating it even further by turning it into a flower. Heart shaped boiled eggs.
0: How do you make your avocado not go brown when you take that long to make it into a flower? Like I tried to spread out a chocolate orange once, and it took me all day. You know when you tap it and then you like flour it out. Like it's so hard. Really imagine doing because that an avocado, got, and it's
1: like it's got the, like the stem bit in the middle, which is the best bit to mm. be honest on a chocolate orange. But that's the point. If you get it wrong, you chuck it. You get it wrong, you chuck it. You're delaying the pleasure of eating it and getting all the nutrients. They're so expensive
0: as well, avocados.
1: Oh, oh! Don't talk to me about avocados. No, oh. I
0: have I have read recently that the most the most nutritious part of the avocado is in fact the stone. So are we going to find what? women on the tube like gnawing on an avocado stone, breaking oh. all their teeth? Oh yeah, so I've been previewing my Edinburgh show recently. I'm previewing it up until August, when I'm gonna be there for the month. And um, I went to the Brighton Fringe. I've never been to Brighton before, and I was quite excited, but it rained really badly, so I didn't get to go beaching. So I got a train there with a giant wheelie bag containing all my props, which are like Nutri-bullets and spiralizers. And I couldn't get a seat, and I was really angry. And then this baby started crying, and I was like, this is the worst trip of my whole life, I'm gonna have a really, really terrible time. And then I got to Brighton, I get get to the venue, and it's like a punk rock bar. Now, you guys haven't seen me in the flesh, but I assure you, yeah, you're right, I'm not very punk rock. So I turn up with my giant weenie bag, wearing a fur coat, looking like an extra from Made in Chelsea. And all I could think was like, just don't speak, because everyone's gonna hate me so much. Like They were playing Slipknot and I I just looked around and I've never seen more people less likely to enjoy my show in my whole life. Like Someone came up to me, I was carrying one of my tote bags and she goes, what's going on with that? You can milk an almond. I was like, oh dear, this is going to be a disaster. I was then so nervous, I sort of walked on, introduced myself and then had to immediately walk off and lost the ability to even read my notes. So it was really bad, it was really bad, comedians have terrible gigs. So, last week you called us from the store cupboard at work. Yes, I did. Can you tell me a little bit more about where you work, the kind of people that come in there?
1: Uh, I work uh, for a, a chain of cafes called Brown and Green in Crystal Palace. And uh, it's called Brown and Green because what the owners, a pair of twins who set it up when they were in uni, when they were hungover, they just wanted to eat stuff that was brown and green, stuff mm-hmm. that's like healthy and and good for you, and they could feel the nutrition coming from it. So we do all kinds of really, really lovely, um, there's lovely salady stuff, but we've also got bacon butties and cake and lovely, nice. So it's a really good balance of healthy and nutritious and nutritiously kind of tasty and treaty and nice, which is equally important. Mm. And, you know, I serve the same people every day. They come in for their coffees and all of those people, that's what health looks like. If you come in, you know, and there's, you know, there's National Sports Centre nearby. So they've come in after their run and they come in for a coffee and a piece of cake. That's what healthy looks like. You come in for, you know, a big pile of salad and then they have a piece of cake. That's what healthy looks like. And I don't. these aren't the people who are on Instagram going, oh, wellness, clean eating. They're just people who have healthy bodies and go about their daily lives treating their bodies well.
0: I think you just must get to a point where you've cut out nearly every available food group and all you can eat is like, I don't know. Like, literally, just gourgets. There must
1: be nothing left. Yeah. Or spiral like, oh, what was it I saw? Sweet potato tagliatelle. That's just,
0: no. You can buy that at Marks and Spencer's now, <laughs> ready made. Yes, that's where I saw it. Or butter, butter nutty like butternut butter, squash noodles. Butter,
1: I mean, vegetables are delicious. Yep. And I mean, if you're going to get that as a convenience thing, You know, Mm. you just whack it in some hot water for two minutes and it's done. And vegetables are good and delicious, but don't replace it. Don't say that it's pasta because it's not.
0: No, it's absolutely not pasta. It, it, it's a it's a bit too mushy I would say to be pasta also pasta well, maybe like you're overcooking it pasta fills a hole like there's like a well in my soul where I, when I, when I want pasta I want pasta like it's not going to be filled with butter nutty or courgette or any sort of etty no
1: you need a big fat carb
0: yeah sometimes I just need white carbohydrates and there is no shame in that like Beautiful. there's a recipe in my book called White Carbs Four Ways it's one of my favourites So my old boss texted me this morning saying that she just interviewed a girl and asked her if she could shoot, like she works in television, and this girl went, what, you mean guns? She was like, no, I meant, could you use a camera? And it reminded me that this, something similar and even worse once happened to me. I used to work at the BBC and um, someone in the entertainment development department came up to me and he goes, Bella, I'm so sorry, Um, I was wondering if you were around this weekend because we need someone who can shoot. And I went, yeah, of course I can shoot. My dad's got an estate in Scotland. And he went, "Mm, no, I meant, can you use a camera? I spent most of my time at BBC trying to hide the fact that I'm a bit posh really, really badly. It turned out that my boss, who I was PA to, had had my grandfather as an MP when he was a child. And there had been a teacher strike so severe that he couldn't actually write or count properly. And he would remind me of this every day. And once, (laughs) like about a week after I arrived, he stormed out into the corridor and he went, My new assistant is so posh. Her grandfather signs the banknotes in Scotland. So as well as working in the cafe, you Mm -hmm. are a writer and an Instagrammer. And social media has definitely been good to you in some ways because it's helped you build a big profile. Yeah. I know that um, a story of yours went viral about Mm -hmm. one of the worst dates anyone's ever been on. Yeah. We touched on it last week, Would you want to just like tell me a bit more about that because it's so
1: hilarious. So I went on a date with a guy that I met on Tinder, a first and only date, and we went for drinks, and then drinks went well, so we went for dinner, and then dinner went well, so we went for more drinks, and it was just like a tiny little snog at the end of the evening. Mm-hmm. and it was Cheeky just snog. Cheeky little snog. Um, but it wasn't like fireworks, but it was just perfectly standard, pleasant evening, and the next day I got a 400 word text message saying he would marry me like a shot if I were a slip of a girl. Mm-hmm. Rather than just going, had a lovely time, but not really feeling it. It's mm. write 400 words about, you know, this kind of twisting and turning of, oh, honey, oh, I adore you. And then, oh, but your figure doesn't turn me on. So I was quite cross um, so I wrote a blog about it and the blog went viral. There's no, I posted it on my personal Facebook page where I've got about 150 friends and I posted it on a on a local Facebook page which had 5,000 followers yeah. and from that it's now got about 300,000 views. It's unbelievable, no idea. It's, it's unbelievable how things blow up like that and you but just have no it. idea. Yeah, and it blew up because so many people related to that experience and I've had messages from people all over the world saying, you know, I've had emails from 70-year-olds saying... This happened to me when I was a teenager and I've never recovered from it. I've had emails from 12-year-olds who are terrified of becoming overweight. They're not terrified of getting breast cancer. They're not terrified of losing everyone they love in a fire. They're terrified of putting on a little bit of weight because that means that socially... They won't be able to do what they want. They won't get boyfriends. They won't get the career they want, and they won't have any friends.
0: I know so many people who feel exactly the same way. A friend of mine's actually just—she's um, been at a wedding in Spain, and she has pulled her hamstrings doing the splits at the wedding because she's a badass and she's she really, really fun. like a hero. She's an absolute hero. She is my hero. But yeah, she's um, she's done the splits, and she's so worried that she's now going to get fat. She's on crutches so worried that's like the, the first thing that's come to her mind and i think it happens for so many women that's your first mm. thought is oh my god what if i get fat
1: because that's the worst thing that can happen that, and you yeah. know going back to you know the date it doesn't matter how you know the, everything every woman's biggest fear is it doesn't matter how clever you are how pretty you are how funny you are how loyal you are if you're a little bit if you're a stone overweight your life's over, and you might as well hide under your bed and not talk to anyone for the rest of your life. Mm, we're
0: much quicker to call people pretty than we are kind.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: It's much more important. Mm. Well, it's not, but in our society, it's yeah. deemed to be.
1: But I think social media, and in my in my experience, is you know, we're starting to fight back and social media is a big part of that fight back. I follow a lot of people who are women who are, you know, body positive and it's all about body acceptance. And while at the moment we are celebrating there's a big diversity of body sizes and there are people going, you know, I'm a size 26 and I'm still sexy. Mm. And there are people going, I'm a size four and I'm sexy and strong. And that's brilliant. But I want us to get to a place where we can go, you know what, I'm a size 14 and I'm indifferent to it most of the time, to be honest, because yeah. I'm not defined by that.
0: That's what I, where I feel we should be. But what's strange is even though what I do what I do, magazines will always ask me what size I am, what exercise I do, what clothes I'm into. You know, mm. things that are, are completely irrelevant to any of the stuff that I stand for. And it's really important to them. They go, you know, you say that we should eat what we want, but you're still slim. How do you stay slim? How do like, you stay slim? I'm like, why do you care? Mm. Why are you interested?
1: I also, I'm not fond of the label plus size at all because that's just, it's just an othering of women, which in this country is a size, what, 14, 16 plus. Mm. So that's a huge, that's already a huge majority of women who have got one rail in the back of the shop with, you know, a few little items on them. Well, not little but there they are a bit little. Um I had to go, I went to TK Maxx to get some running gear a couple of months ago and I had to go to the men's section to get something to accommodate my boobs. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not bosom wise. But even the XXL stuff in the, you know, the two tops that were in the women's section just weren't it's just a nonsense
0: I'm really not a massive fan of TK Maxx at the moment because I went and bought some running gear from TK Maxx and I was like oh I'm gonna go for a run I'm so smug I'm so wise and I went out for my run and the trousers began to fall down as the top began to ride up and this was both happening at the same time and I'm just like yanking them together while also trying to run because I'm like you're out now you're on the run now you can't can't go home you're not blaming this on the running gear (laughs) and it was literally just like builder's bum Got out, flapping around, and all I could think was that everyone was looking at me, going, "That's why that girl's going going for a run. That's why she needs to go for a run. She is repulsive." And I was like, "God, you're being so unkind to yourself."
1: Yeah, it's horrible. Um, I did a I did a ten k in February, my first and so far. Only. Congratulations! Thank you. And I I met a woman there who was I think she was about a size twenty six. She was a very large lady, and I got chatting to her, and I said, and I said you know are you running for charity or something and she said that she's in the in the year between 39 and 40 she's running a thousand kilometers wow just for shiggles just because she can yeah and she you know she did the race she absolutely wiped the floor with me she did it in you know a much more respectable time than I did so she's obviously extremely healthy extremely fit knows how to run she's just a large woman and that's that yeah, That's just all, like that's it. Everybody's different. Uh, everyone's different. And we need to see, we need to see those role models. We need to see the people of different shapes and sizes being healthy. We need the Daily Mail to
0: stop writing articles where they say, flaunting her curves, which is code for looks fatter than the rest of her bandmates.
1: Celebrates her the curves. The way they
0: are with that poor girl from Little Mix who's gorgeous. Yes. The way they talk about her, it's always, there'll be all four of them on stage and they'll go... Jessie knows her curbs, flaunts them in leotard, and they'll put the most unflattering picture of her up. And you go, you're literally pointing at that girl and saying she's not as thin as the rest of them. It's ridiculous. Lol. And it's like, yeah, well, she's having the last laugh. She's in like a really successful band. Um, so it's great to see, Michelle, that you obviously, you've got the glow, which is something that we're looking for on this podcast.
1: I've got the glow? Yes,
0: you've got the glow.
1: Am I radioactive? You're glowing from the inside out. I feel like you know that you know the Simpsons episode with Mr. Burns when he gets abducted by aliens and he comes out of the forest and he's all ah
0: that is exactly what you look like right now. Excellent. A glowing Mr. Burns. A glowing Mr.
1: Burns. Yeah,
0: so you've become glowing Mr. Burns and you haven't succumbed to the clean eating fad and that's brilliant. And it's so amazing that I can just put out a message on social media mm. and get someone as interesting as you to come onto the podcast and Aww, talk to me about all of this thanks. stuff. And I'm, I'm just so pleased to see that I think there's a real growing movement. There's more and more people who are standing up and are questioning this Eat Clean thing and are going, let's take back Instagram. Let's yeah. take pictures of ourselves genuinely without makeup, not hashtag No makeup. Yes. Absolutely. You know, genuinely being, being ourselves, I think most importantly, like doing what you want.
1: Absolutely. And like, I really, really strive hard to be authentic on Instagram. Like Mm -hmm. this morning I took a picture of myself, you know, piss wet through in the monsoon. Uh, but I also, you know, post nice selfies and you know, I my eyeliner is going all over Instagram this afternoon. Yeah, I'm so, so delighted it with it. And I follow women I follow women like uh, Georgie Horn, who's a plus size model. Uh, she's a fuller figure, fuller bust, I think. And she's got this in you know, she just she's a pinup girl model and she just looks incredible all the time. But she also posts no makeup selfies you know, with her rats. Um, and I really like that. I like it when you get a real authentic um kind of snapshot of someone's life. And I think it's just nice. Mm. Let's make the world a nicer place.
0: Yeah, let's just be kinder to ourselves. Yeah. Like that's definitely what we need.
1: Definitely.
0: Um. thank you so much Michelle for actually coming in and talking to me in person it's been so so great to have you Um. for anyone listening if you want to get in touch with Michelle or find out some more about her you can follow her on
1: Instagram at Ms M Thomas or you can read her blog and you can just have a look at my website which is michellethomas.org get on her website thank her thanks so much bye thanks
0: um, thanks so much for listening I will be back next week and don't forget if you want to keep in touch or have an update on what I'm doing you can follow me on Instagram at Deliciously Stella.